What's going on, you beautiful boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Pack the Brew. We got a good amount of news to cover. We have a two-time Cy Young winner retiring. The Reds have made a deal with another one of their young players, a former Rookie of the Year. But let's start off in L.A. because Clayton Kershaw is back with the Dodgers. He's not supposed to be back until mid-2024. But anytime you can pick up a future Hall of Famer to stay on your team, you got to do it, right? Absolutely, yeah. And Kershaw, obviously very happy with his choice on his end as well. Um, I love this quote from the ESPN article that I read about it. Quote, I'd never really made a big decision in my life, Kershaw said. I got drafted by the Dodgers, married the same girl from high school. I didn't really have many decisions to make along the way. This is kind of the first offseason that I had some choices to make, and it wasn't easy, but I feel really good about it now. And I think you have to feel really good about it if you're the Dodgers too. Obviously, Kershaw, one of the greats, um, the contract allows him to make a little bit more money but not a ton um I I I don't mind this for the Dodgers at all just because it's Clayton Kershaw um dirt Dodger Dodger for all time yeah I shouldn't say I'm shocked on him returning back to the Dodgers but I'm not gonna lie I also was kind of going with he might have signed with the more of his hometown team the Texas Rangers or just somebody else because obviously the Rangers are still kind of looking for another starter and after what happened in that game against Arizona in the playoffs he's had plenty of playoff meltdowns but especially that one just I mean he completely lost the game and the whole series changed after he left the game uh, in that game one I was kind of thinking that was going to be the dagger for the guy. And Hall of yeah. Famer, no doubt about it, one of the all-time greats, best pitcher of our generation. But playoff time is a completely different story. We've heard it time and time again, and I thought that one was going to be the dagger for him and the Dodgers to part ways. That would have been a crummy way to go out, though. I think that, I mean, for everything that he's done, obviously, you know, the Dodgers won the 2020 World Series. But, like, with with Kershaw, it's kind of like – I mean, he's he's a legend. You have to bring him back, and in my eyes, at least, and to you know, leave on that note with a legendary pitcher like Kershaw would have just been brutal for Dodgers fans. Yeah, I I get it, and at the same time, though, I almost feel like a lot of Dodger fans are kind of kind of tired of it too. Because yeah. I mean, it's got to be annoying to have a pitcher this legendary in the first one six two games, and then when the lights get bright, it's not like he's a rookie. He just completely crumbles. And I get he was injured last year during the playoffs, but at the same time, it's like when healthy, he's melted down plenty of times too. So I feel like I remember when he choked game five against the Nationals in 2019, there were Dodger fans who threw his jersey onto the field after the Dodgers were eliminated in 2019. So, I mean, it wasn't just 2023. I feel like a lot of Dodger fans have kind of been done with Kershaw for a little bit now. But, of course, a team or an organization – a player is not going to base his decision off of what the fans believe. Yeah, for sure. Um, because otherwise, you know, we would end up in some pretty fun situations and every every player would play for every team. That's just it's just how it is with fans as, fans as managers. Yeah, it, it would be kind of fun to see to see one team get managed by by all player or by all fans though. Oh yeah, and then it's just like it, yeah, it'd be like a my team, just like oh this guy's injured. All right, we're gonna call up the guy from AAA, even though you know maybe he can't do it. It's not quite like a video game where you know you pick him up and he just goes and he hits three hundred in his rookie year. Um, just it'd just be fun to fun to watch. Ryan, what do you think a team like that is? What do you think a team like that goes on record as? 
they might win 20 games, man. They're going to be one of the worst teams in, in baseball history. I'm not going to act like I am a complete expert and I know everything that make the right calls in the front office, but you see some takes that fans have and it's like, thank God you are not in the front office of a major league team. It would go to absolute hell for that team. Oh man, it'd be hilarious. Uh, Ryan, what do you, if it's, if it's off of you personally, just you, what do you, what do you think you're coaching a professional baseball team to? <laughs> well, it, I got to see what my roster looks like too, but I mean, it's, there's a reason why <laughs> the highest I've ever coached was a uh, T-ball. Uh, it's not going to go too great. Maybe 45 wins at best. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like to think that I stand somewhere in the fifties, maybe. Um, obviously, you know, you give a lot less credit to these professional guys. Um, and you're, you're going against the greatest minds in sports. So I think it's, I think it's difficult to, you know, probably, you know, manage a team that, that you should go check out the pack of your Twitter. Cause that's, we'll put a poll out. We'll see what the people are thinking. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually re- really curious if people are going to undervalue their skills, or if they're going to. Oh, we're going to win the most games ever. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to see what uh, you guys think on that one. Uh, so Kershaw's back. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. First ballot should get every single vote. Corey Kluber is calling that career. He kind of looked like he was on a Hall of Fame path at one point with the Indians. He gets traded to Texas. Pitches legit one in in there uh kind of flies around to the yankees the rays the red sox nothing super impressive while well, he did have a no hitter for the yankees which was pretty cool but overall uh last year especially with the red sox the seven era uh he is calling it career and he's kind of going out on his own terms but at the same time i feel like he probably got no major league deal so he kind of just like yeah you know i'll call it a day yeah uh doesn't like you mentioned doesn't necessarily have that hall of fame resume per se but i mean one of the one of the all-time guys in his generation for sure yeah I mean he's one of the all-time greats for the Cleveland Indians or I guess Guardians he was it was the Indians when he was playing so I can say that but I mean his prime man two Cy Youngs there yeah. uh finished third and third in Cy Young voting twice I mean his prime was legendary and it really sucks to see how short his prime was and him mm-hmm. just he completely fell off a cliff a lot of it's due to injuries but it, it just it really sucks to see I kind of wish uh the Guardians would have gave him a maybe a minor league minor league deal to maybe go one last run with them yeah uh is, is he in I don't I don't think he's a first ballot if he does get in but <sighs> He's not no. in. Yeah, I know. I he's, agree with you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think he even he's going to be on the ballot. I don't think he even gets a vote, though. Unfortunately, um, yeah. you know, he's just one of those guys. Great prime, just way too short. Unfortunately for him. Yeah, two-time Cy Young winner, 116 career wins, three-time All Star, 1,725 strikeouts for Corey Kluber. Um, with the Instagram post uh that you know it was the honor of my life as the caption just saying thank you to all the teams that you know took a chance on them uh i i love when players always you know give back they they write out a big thing for the fans put it on his instagram it's it's emotional i can't imagine being a guardians fan just seeing that that one would have hurt me a lot but it's it's good for Corey kluber uh, happy for him to call it a career. Absolutely, he seems like one of the one of the better guys in the game. I wouldn't be surprised to see if he takes a coaching job uh, sometime soon. He just he he knows ball to put it simply as possible. Absolutely, uh, Ryan. Uh, you know we were talking pitchers, but now we're talking catchers. Uh, Sanchez to Milwaukee. How you feeling? 
I'm I'm a big fan of this one as a Brewer fan, obviously, because I think he's going to spend most of his time at DH. I think he's going to catch a little bit, but for the most part, I think he's going to be our primary DH. Our DH last year is Jesse Winker, and I, I mean no hate towards the guy. He seems like a fantastic human being, but his numbers weren't exactly too too pretty. Uh, a lot better of a lot better us. of a human being than he was baseball player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he was. Um, uh, I, I always felt bad for the guy. He got booed in game two, and it was the loudest boo I ever heard. It was louder than Machado when he fir- yeah. when he first came back here in 2019. So that really puts it in perspective. Uh, but Gary Sanchez though. Kind of crazy. Bounced around last year. Couldn't really get a major league contract. Then he started smashing uh, a lot of homers with the Padres. He he was Blake Snell's personal catcher. Maybe uh you know Snell hey, Milwaukee. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's a Snell to Milwaukee sign right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's a 500 slugging. I get it's a smaller sample size, but if he can have anything close to that, that's a huge huge bat in the lineup in a, in a position the Brewers have struggled with the last couple of years. Yeah, if you look at this Brewers depth chart, obviously you mentioned that you know you think he's going to be playing a very, very primary uh, designated hitter role for Milwaukee, but you know if you look at this you look at this depth chart from Milwaukee, you've got Jefferson Caro in the pipeline, Eric Hasse, Gary Sanchez, and William Contreras. What do you do if you're Milwaukee with this catching situation? Yeah, it's just kind of a log jam for the Brewers. It's it's really tough. Uh, twenty twenty four is gonna really show. Like, I, I I'm not even sure honestly yeah. because there's so many guys for that one position. Like I said, I think Sanchez is gonna be a lot at DH, but you have William Contreras who is not going to DH because his defense is absolutely incredible and the numbers prove that. Eric Haas got a major league deal. Austin Nola, who's had success in the league, got a minor league deal with the invite to spring training. That's a quality MLB back backup catcher right there. And then yep. Jefferson Carroll's a, a top 20 prospect or top, yeah. whatever he is, top 30. And you expect to see him in the league in 2024. It'd be absolutely shocking. Could you trade him? Sure. But you're not going to trade a guy like that because you have uh, Eric Haas and Austin Nola. You know, like, sure, they're quality backups, but at the end of the day, Jeff, Jeff, Jefferson Carroll can be one of the best catchers in baseball. So it's it's yeah. tough, but it's also a good problem to have if you're the Brewers. Yeah, and that seems to be a trend that Milwaukee has, too, when we're talking about outfielders. Uh in the in the Burns deal, there's something that happened with the Yankees that the Yankees think that they were overly taxed. They called it the Yankee tax um, with Burns and Spencer Jones. If you're a New York guy, a guy like Jones is untouchable, in my opinion at least. But why is Milwaukee going and getting more outfielders here? Or wanting to go and get I, more outfielders? I, I tweeted this, and my reaction was, I don't know what's weird weirder here. Yeah, The Brewers trying to... Trade Burns for a 20th outfielder who, yeah, Jones is really good. I'm not saying he's not, but he's yeah. not MLB ready. You can't throw him in right now. And, or the Yankees acting like Spencer Jones is untouchable. Yeah. Very good prospect. I, I mean, absolutely no disrespect. He was a 2022 first rounder. So obviously the hype and potential is there. But in 2023, I mean, he had a 444 slugging. He 780 yeah. OPS down the minors. Like, it's not like, eye-popping, crazy numbers, like, oh, my God, we can't trade this guy for anyone. And if you're the Yankees who had lots of issues in that starting rotation last year, that's someone I'm going to trade for Corbin Burns. I don't understand it from the Yankees' perspective. I don't understand it from the Brewers' perspective. Yeah, and it's really weird to see, you know, fans online talking about that. Like, I, I 
I enjoyed it too. But if I'm thinking here, like, why, why, why another outfielder was the thing that got me the most? The Brewers obviously sitting on a ton of outfielders. We'll see what they do in 24 with, um, with that because you know they have. They have Freilich, Mitchell's coming back. Weimer, Yelich, Yelich could be a DH. They have obviously Jackson Troyo make an appearance this year at some point, and that part is the part that like gets me the most out of this. Um, just trying to filibuster here to try find the what, Yankees. On what pipeline. gets me the most here? What gets me the most here is people calling this a Yankee tax. Yeah, Spencer Jones is the 84th overall prospect. What, I will what are we say though. About? I will say though. He is the Yankees one one. That's I get why he's that, but just because he's your best prospect doesn't mean someone's crazy for asking about him. We right. got Joey Ortiz, who's a sixty third overall prospect, plus yeah. DL Hall, who has very high expectations, expectations. as yeah. a starter this year. Like there's, there's, I'm sure there's more than just Spencer Jones here, but to act like this was a quote unquote Yankees tax is. It blows my mind. I felt like the Brewers got a much better deal from Baltimore than Spencer Jones, and I'm sure they would have got I don't I don't know so, someone else that doesn't have the hype of DL Hall. Yeah, very confusing. Absolutely. Uh, so so we've already talked about a, a few potential Hall of Famers here. Uh, I I don't think Kluber is one. Kershaw, Hunter sent one, but one guy that's definitely on the border. We know how Cooperstown. Doesn't like anyone that's involved in cheating scandals. Jose Altuve has kind of been proven innocent, but he still was involved in the 2017 Astros. Altuve is getting a five-year extension to pretty much make him a Houston Astro for life. Right now he's 33, so I'm going to assume it's going to take him to the end of his career. Hell of a career, an MVP in there, a bad enti- or a few bad titles in there. Uh, right now he's at about a 50B war. Does Jose Altuve make it by the time he calls it a career? I'd like to think so, uh, just because, you know, Jose Altuve is one of those guys of my generation that I've always enjoyed watching. Uh, from when he was in the NL Central with the Astros to the time that he moved to the AL, um, just one of those guys that, you know, you didn't enjoy watching him. You know, the whole buzzer thing with John Boy that blew up, all of that type of stuff. Um and obviously, you mentioned he, he was proven he was proven innocent, but that you know that idea of cheating scandals with the baseball Hall of Fame is so whack that I I have a hard time thinking that he gets in just because of that. But I think that there's no no doubt that Jose Altuve is a surefire Hall of Famer. Like he he should be. Like if you're if you're thinking of like you know greatest middle infielders of all time, like he he's definitely up there. Yeah, he. I mean, he's definitely one of the best second basemen of all time. So if it's up to you, you put him in. But up to the writers, the people that actually get the votes, you're not sure about it is what I'm hearing. Yep, yep, exactly. I, I think I'm going to agree with you on that. Jose Altuve, for me, is when you're one of the best at your positions ever, there's not a lot of incredible second basemen of all time. There's some, but there's not a yeah. ton. You got to be in. You absolutely have to be in. And by the time he goes for another five years, I mean, his war is going to go up another 10, 15 points or so. He's definitely should be in. I don't think he's an unlikable guy. I feel like Jose Altuve is, I mean, he's a good person. But we know how the writers and the media are when it comes to Cooperstown. They're really strict and 
they're kind of petty about who they let in and who they don't. And I'm not sure if they let Jose Altuve in. But looking looking from the Astros' perspective in these next five years or so, do they go and win yet another World Series or multiple even? Oh, um, I mean, they've always been in it, right? I mean, every time that – I mean, last year when we were making early predictions, it was, it was Astros-Padres the year prior. You know, they made a World Series. And you really, like – you like to put the Astros in there regardless, um, because because of the Astros' prior success, and there's no reason to think otherwise. I think you have to say yes here that they'll win one in the next five. I'd like to see it for Jose Altuve. I think if Jose Altuve wins another one, that there is no reason. There is no reason. Cheating scandal aside, that he shouldn't be in. Like he should he should be in regardless of what has happened prior, especially if he wins another World Series. Um, there's there's no reason that he shouldn't be in. Um, and that, that idea would, would just be great for, you know, all Astros fans. I think that Jose Altuve is an Astro, obviously an Astro for life and means a lot to the city of Houston. Um, I think he won like Sportsman of the year with JJ Watt during the whole thing, um, down in Houston with, I think it was a hurricane of some sort. So like that, I, that, you know, he's a good dude. He's a good baseball player. Surefire hall of famer. Would love to see him get another one. And winning kind of, it seems to not matter what you do. If you win, you seem to get in. And I think baseball is the last sport you should be mentioning. Winning uh, is equal to how good of a player you are. But with the the numbers and the titles he's put up, you, you put on top two World Series, even more appearances. If you go and add one more, th- three World Series, maybe even four. Again, I don't know how you can leave him out. And you look at Houston – this is still a semi-younger team who's not really going to lose much people as going forward. Their best hitter, their best player, Jordan Alvarez, is is locked down. Now Tuve yeah. is locked down. Uh, they have a great catcher to replace Maldonado. Jamie Pena is hoping for a, a nice bounce-back season. Bregman's still there. They have a really nice core that isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And that's why I – and they're winning with that core, so why not win another one? Right, exactly. Another young team that has a very strong core to it, uh, making moves. Jay India, two-year deal. Makes him easier to move going forward for the Reds. Will he be around long-term? Wow. Will he be around long-term for the Cincinnati Reds? I hope not because the Reds are obviously in the Brewers division, and he's a damn good player. Yep. And so I kind of want him out of here. I love him in Milwaukee, uh, but you have all this talk about him getting traded and leaving, and it kind of makes sense because the Reds have a stupidly good and young infield core that is going to be there for way too long for my liking as a Brewers fan. But And then you, you go and see them give a two-year extension to Jonathan India. And again, like you said, is this just there to make him easier to trade, maybe provide a little bit more value? prospect wise or is it are they are they trying to keep them for for longer term I'm not sure but regardless I think this is a great deal for the Reds because either you get a really good second baseman uh for cheap or I mean you up his trade value so you really cannot lose here if you're Cincinnati yeah I agree uh you you mentioned it I love Jonathan India too uh got a little bit of card stock in him too so I would like to see him succeed in this two-year deal you know this two-year deal might do it for him um, would love to see him, you know, su- be successful with a team, um, just because. I mean, 
a different team, I should say. Um, obviously, Cincinnati in the division. So, would like to see him be successful elsewhere. I don't believe he is a huge needle mover if he's there or not in Cincinnati, at least in 2024. But right now, looking at how they I feel like they've had a pretty good offseason. Their core is only going to get better. Obviously, Ellie De La Cruz is there, who is one of the most electric players in baseball. And Matt McClain, Spencer Steer, so much more. Do the Cincinnati Reds win the NL Central in 2024? I'm going to say no, but I think it, like I mentioned it, I mentioned it with the Pirates when we talked about their moves. I mentioned it with the Brewers. I've mentioned it with every team in the Central. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I don't think that the person that wins the division of the Central will win 100 games, but I don't think that that matters a whole lot for that division. I think it's going to be a dogfight all the way through. I think they're all very matched in terms of talent. I don't think that there's a team that stands out from one another. I think they're all young, and I think they're all willing to, you know, fight. And I think that the Central is literally a coin toss at this point. But I give it to Milwaukee because I'm from, you know, because I'm rooting for the Brewers. But, I mean, honestly, it really is a dogfight. I have no idea who's going to come out of the Central. And that's what that's what makes it so fun. Right. And, again, I'm sorry to the people listening that me and Gage just seem to always agree with each other on here. But it, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Um, I think the Reds finish in second. I think yeah. they missed it by uh, – Less no exaggeration, less than three games. Yeah. Less than five, less than three. They're going to be right there. I think the Brewers have gotten better this offseason, even with the loss of Corbin Burns. But the Cincinnati Reds, Hunter Green's supposed to get better. Nick Lodolo is going to be healthy. Andrew Abbott is was an unsung hero of their young guys last year in 2023. All these young guys are supposed to be better also. Yeah. It would not shock me at all to see this team win the central they're a very good team very exciting team who i i really wish was not a rival because they're a likable team too absolutely and in this episode we are going to go through our winner and losers i have two losers actually uh rough week for some guys first one is going to be the athletics because they're kicked out of oakland pretty much and now they're going to las vegas this has been known but now the las vegas mayor was kind of like yeah uh, we, we don't really want them either. So the athletics don't aren't wanted anywhere. I, maybe they should just go back to Philadelphia. I don't know, but I, I feel bad for, for for that franchise, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a rough one. Uh, I'm gonna I'll I'll bet I'll you know be on the other side of Ryan here. I'm gonna take two winners. My first winner of the week is Dodgers fans because they're watching all of their new guys. Um, specifically watching Yamamoto and Shohei watching Yamamoto doing his thing uh, via John. Via, via talking baseball and Dodgers, I, I am so excited to watch, you know, the Dodgers this season. Yeah, I I really wish they were more likable because they're going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, and then my second loser of the week is going to be the New York Mets. Uh, former GM uh, Billy Epler is going to be suspended for all of 2024 because he kind of uh, was manipulating the uh, whatever injury list. Yep, and then my final winner of the week is Venezuela. Venezuela takes home their eighth championship in the Caribbean Series. A lot of fun to watch, um, just you know, via all of the highlights that I've seen. Enjoyed watching it. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps out another great episode of Packed Brew. As always, the links are in the description. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. We're recording this one early on Sunday. Ryan, take your pick. Put it out there. Who is Who's going to win it? I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs today. Fair. Me too. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another one. We will see you in the next episode.